Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're live. Back All right. in action. Hey, ladies, good to talk to you again, man. Yeah, this time not from the soccer field, so much more uh, quiet. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That kind of went with the theme, being on the sideline. Yeah. Right. When it comes to job search, hey, you want to just recap for everybody sort of what we talked about last last time? Yeah. I, so we kind of went through the job search process. You know, realizing that we're always in always in search. That's the new economy and. How it's a lot like the sales process mm. and uh, having the pipeline, developing your pipeline. So on that note, uh, developing your pi- pipeline, there's lots of different activities you can be doing. Uh, what what do you think are the are some of the categories that maybe you, you break stuff in, your activities into, make sure you're working on the right things? Yeah. Yeah, when I think about the the sales process and how that relates to to job search, um, I think I heard Brian Tracy say one time, you know, focusing on the activities that you know return the result that you want. He said, you know, you need to ask yourself every day, what does the company pay me to do? Uh, he said, if you're in sales, you know, sitting at your desk shuffling business cards doesn't really move the sale forward <laughs> and uh you know our friend the cat mentor here in the, in the houston area he talks about pay time activities and no pay time activities and he defines that as you know when you're in sales the time that you can be selling is usually between the hours of eight and five so that should be your pay time activity focused and if you're going to do something like admin work or something like that, that should be in a no pay time activity block. Yep. Does that make sense? So things like, yeah, that would be you, pay time uh, activity in job search. What's, what's a good example of, of a pay time activity? Yeah. So again, um, from our renowned friend, the cat mentor, he, uh, defines these as, uh, your ACAS matrix tracker tool. So ACAS is A-C-A-S, which is attempts to contact someone, actual contacts. So that would be C, contacting someone either, you know, by phone or um, text or, you know, I guess you could even go to email, but usually it's better ear to ear, face to face. So attempts, contacts, and appointments. So that would be something that was on your calendar that you had an appointment could be um, a networking appointment. It could be an interview. Um, and then the S is sales. And so a sale in job search would be the, the ultimate sale, which would be an offer letter. But I think I would count in terms of job search, landing an interview, having an appointment that was an actual face-to-face interview, I would count as a sale. So 
these are just simple tick marks. I mean, if you did A, C, A, S on a three by five card and did, you know, one, two, three, four, slash five tick marks, uh, you would begin, you would begin to have some focus in your, in your search on these pay time activities that you can only do for between hours of eight and five. What we, you know, what we see a lot and I'm guilty just as much as anyone else is we get sucked in to the, uh, the job boards and focusing on things that aren't really going to, to be a pay time activity. Yeah. I remember him sharing that and I, I, I like to over engineer things. So when he did the ACAS, I was like, you know, that that's very much a, a hunter's uh, mindset, you know, the getting out there and, and closing the deal. And what I felt like was missing was, you know, there's there's the other type of sales that you have the the farmer, or you're just uh, have a, a network mm-hmm. that you're uh, keeping engaged and and hoping that the the sale is just something you reap. And so actually, I over engineered that uh, his acronym and I made it into <laughs> a cashier. How do you become a cashier and cashier. super super simplify the sales process? I like it. So you had you said mm-hmm. A was it was it attempts attempts yeah C for uh, calls contacts Con- contact or call yeah A for appointments and S for sales so then the that that's definitely the hunter and then you got in a farming world it's a little bit more passive so you had h for help just you know getting out there and being helpful sending helpful links or mm-hmm. um just finding a way to help your 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 sphere of influence and then i was uh interview get out there and ask them you know what what's going on in your world you got any pain points you got any you know what's what's going on uh in your world and kind of have a, a strategic interview to uh, to be listening to your your clients and then e was engage them how do you how do you get them to do something you know they're they're kind of a passive uh, mm-hmm. in passive mode you know when they're farming so how do you get them to do something whether that's uh come to a meeting that uh, a networking meeting or um you know attend an event with you or uh you know, have a discussion over a book or coffee, you know, so how do, what engagements are you engaging with the, uh, your farm network? And then our, your farming network is, it's, it's all about referrals. You may not close anything with your farm, but you're going to get referrals. So, you know, how often are you asking for the referral? Oh, so anyway, I haven't had a chance to tell him that I over-engineered his acronym, but, uh, now I got eight <laughs> metrics instead of just the four. That's that, awesome. That were, that were trying That's to. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a, a friend that I've kind of been working with this week who I think got sort of trapped in the 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 no pay time activity zone. And he was working on an opportunity pretty pretty heavily and came to find out that he, he had recently discovered the opportunity within a couple of days. 
Um, he had an inside contact and within like the third or fourth day, the contact, his inside contact came back and told him, Hey, I think they already filled the position. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, well, what do you, you know, what does that, what do you think that means to you in terms of your search? What do you, what do you, uh, what are you taking away from that? What, if you had to do an after action review, what would you, what would you say on this one particular opportunity? And, um, you know, he, he didn't really have much to say. Um, he said, man, I, I got on it pretty quickly, um, when I saw it posted and, you know, started acting pretty quickly. But what I took away from it was that, and, and in my own career path, I've seen a lot of times companies post a position after it's already been filled. Yeah. Or they've so already found their, their ideal is, client, you know, the, yeah, or candidate or whatever. Yeah. And they're, they're posting it only for the purposes of, uh, being compliant. Right. And so, uh, working that inside network, the hidden job market that, that we know about is critical. I think, I mean, it's just really critical. How do you encourage people to work the, the hidden job market? Yeah, that, that's where. I think that the farming aspect comes from because there isn't an actual appointment mm -hmm. that you can, that you're chasing. There's not an actual mm -hmm. open rack or uh, open, even an open need. Um, so when you're, when you're in the farming mm -hmm. standpoint, you, you're just, you know, making sure yourself available and um, that everyone understands what mm -hmm. you do and you understand what the needs are. Um, one interesting uh, question I get a lot is, w when should I follow up? And my answer always is, when can mm -hmm. you add value? Because if you can add value, follow up now. But if you can't add value, then why in the world are you calling them? <laughs> so, right. yeah. yeah. So that, that always, that when you're talking about pay time activities, you know, you got to be make, you're matching their pay time activities, right? They're, they're, they're in work mode. They're looking to only be doing things that are making them money or doing what they're paid to do. So if there's, if you're calling them and you're not a paid pay time mm -hmm. activity for them, you're in the way. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, probably another episode there on <laughs> how to add value while you're in the search mode, right? Like what things can you do to be valuable? Yeah, Cause you have value. So right? that you're, that's why you're, that's, yeah. That's why you can go get a job. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have no value. Mm -hmm. Go retire. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. There you go. So what are some of the no pay activities right. that I should actually, are there no pay activities, things I'm trying mm -hmm. not to do or, just things I have to do. Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, in the scenario of, of the friend I was working with and, and trying to help there, the job boards, while they do help you identify certain types of roles and opportunities that fit your criteria and help you more uh, clearly articulate or market yourself for that type of role they're distracting at times and they're, um, I don't know. I, my, I feel that 
that administrative part of the job search, searching the job boards, updating your resume, LinkedIn, you know, all of that is better reserved for the hours after 5 p.m. and before 8 a.m. Because you, you've got to be talking to people. You've got to be marketing yourself. A, a salesperson can't not talk to people and make sales. You know, it's not going to happen. Right. Okay. So when, where so, does uh, sending emails, is that a, is that a no pay activity or is that a, Right. That, that's a good point. So, so you, you have, that's a form of communicating. And so the, the strongest form of communicating is obviously face to face, eyeball to eyeball. The second strongest form of communication is ear to ear. And then your third and worst is by, you know, um, electronic. And so, I think the emails and everything comes into play when you've either talked to somebody already and you're sending a follow up. Hey, thanks. Great. Great to talk to you. So you're trickling this communication. You're, you're uh, connecting with your prospect on all channels, text, phone, email. But the, the strongest is and the most beneficial is ear to ear and, and face to face. And so I would say, I guess this, this gets a little more into what is your sales process? What are the steps you're going to go through to get from, you know, first contact to a person to face to face interview for a particular opportunity? What are those steps? And they, they may be different on every opportunity, but you should have a general idea of, okay, my step one is I made a networking contact and this is how I know this person. And so I'm going to attempt to contact or try to schedule an appointment to contact. And then you go through the process from there. Does cold calling work yeah. in job search? Or should I always just like, just email people? Um, well, see, I think the, the job board is kind of like cold calling, right? I mean, trying to connect with an HR person or something through a completely cold um, connection of something was posted or you just found a random person on LinkedIn and tried to connect with them. That's cold, man. That's ice cold, cold, cold. You want to, you know, you want to better your odds as much as you can by getting to a contact through someone you already know, you know, that's just going to have so much more leverage and so much more powerful. And that's been my experience. Every position I've ever had came through that type of connection. You know, I, I've never landed an opportunity where it was just strictly a cold introduction from a posting and I landed the opportunity. So that's been my experience. Anyways. So how do you, if you don't yeah. have any connections at a, one of our target companies, like we talked about last week, how do you, how do you work a sales process? Maybe you get in. Well, um, you know, it's your, your network is deeper than you really think it is. Um, I know it's easy. And when you're in the search mode to get sort of reclusive and feel like the world's out against you. 
I mean, I've, I've been there. I know it's, it's depressing at times, but the reality is, you know, your network is really a lot larger. You're not restricted to who you know. You just need to know who you know, who do they know. And that's powerful, man. It's, it's unlimited. I mean, they, they build, you know, million dollar businesses on that kind of model, right? Who do you know that knows somebody? I mean, it's, that's what sales is, really. So when, uh, not, yeah. not saying this is me or anything, but hey, happy hours, mm-hmm. no pay time activity, mm-hmm. <laughs> or is that a pay time activity? Well, I think it, I think it depends on, what your target role is and I think your your personal identity has a lot to come into play as if if you want to use that type of activity. Yeah. For me personally I don't I don't do happy hours because I'm I mean, I'm a family man. I've you know got responsibilities at home and um just my philosophy behind the whole thing is, is a bit different. But I, I think if you, if, if that's valuable to you, then, then maybe that's a pay time activity for you. But if you're doing it because you think it's valuable to someone else and it's pulling you away from what your highest value is, like if you say family's important, but you feel like you need to be at happy hour because you know, that's how you're going to get to where you want to get. I, I'd say you're, you're living in conflict and there's a great podcast by our, our buddies over at manager tools on chasing the, you know, the, the yellow painted M&M versus the sun. We can link to it in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's yeah. always been interesting that I, I used networking and happy hour events a lot in my job search. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't find them valuable. I mean, when I was getting out there and trying to meet mm-hmm. somebody new, I mean, it was, it was really hit or miss. You know, I, sometimes it'd be, mm-hmm. you know, I'd come home with a, you know, a handful of business cards and good leads. And, and but mm-hmm. it, I tell you what, it was a miss more than it was a hit. And, uh, I, I found much more, That's interesting. I found much more, um, uh, better response with, uh, you know, meetings that had more of a purpose. Um, so mm-hmm. that when, you know, like a society group or a, a professional mm-hmm. group that was maybe had a sponsored event, those, those I got good use out of, but you know, the, the general happy hour events, you know, if, unless I was there to meet the sponsors, um, I never found it uh, very fruitful. I mean, if, yeah, if when you're living within your values and being consistent with your identity and what you believe, that's where you are the strongest and that's where you're going to meet the people that you need to meet. When you're doing things that aren't as valuable to you as, as a person, I think that's where you're trying to pretend, you know, and I mean, that's just a weak position to, to lead from, you know? Um, yeah, so I found, I found happy that, hours. That's definitely another cast yeah. right there. Our, our happy hours seem to be filled <laughs> with maybe people that were, uh, what's in it for me looking to sell 
And then mm, you know, networking right. yeah. groups, and professional groups were looking to be more helpful. So it, it kind of attracted a, a different, sure. a different type of person. So yeah, happy hours yeah. turned out to be no pay time activities and networking groups. So very similar. Those are definitely pay time activities. Yeah, I, I mean, when you think about the sales process too, um, I've met a lot of high level sales professionals and, you know, that's a, that's a valuable activity for some industries, some segments of the marketplace. But one sales professional I met one time mentioned to me because I was really seriously about, um, looking into getting into sales more professionally myself and, and I was concerned, like, hey, you know, I don't really do the happy hour thing. What, you know, what do you think about that? Is that, is that going to hurt me if I do sales or whatever? And he, his response to me was just, David, there's a, there's a segments of customers for everybody. Some customers like that. And some customers want to do business with you just because they respect you and they know that you take care of their business, not take care of their, you know, drinking need or whatever. And he he said, I don't think it would, you know, it would hurt you at all to, to not do the happy hour deal because you're going to be, you're, you're going to have customers who don't value that just because there's a lot of customers to work with. Right. If, if I got so, the time for it, I'm a sucker yeah. for a lunch though. If, if you want to take me out to lunch and my, my calendar yeah. is empty. There you go. You, yeah. you got my attention. So, but when, when you you're go. doing these activities, how can you tell the difference between no pay activities and just flat out time wasters? Well, see, that's a great question too, Lee. Um, it's really a gut check. And this is, gets into the topic of, um, you know, self-awareness, uh, your, your personal, EQ, emotional intelligence, and, and all of those factors. Like, how do you, when you ask yourself the question is, am I focused on the, the most important activity right now? Can you be honest with yourself? Can you quiet your mind enough to really answer that truthfully? Um, so there's, there's definitely not a, you know, by the book answer. It's something that you have to honestly self-assess and, and determine on, on your own. But things like randomly checking Facebook every four or five minutes, I would say that would be a definite time waster, you know? Uh, yeah. If, if you're doing it outside the hours of eight to five and that's what you want to do with your free time, by all means, go ahead. But if you're passing up an opportunity to talk ear to ear or face to face with a real life prospect, um, I'd have to say it's a time waste. Here's one that uh, I find a time waste that's probably controversial. So get ready to disagree with me. Mm -hmm. Setting <laughs> deadlines on things that don't have deadlines. That's a time waster. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much time. It's like you, if it truly doesn't have a time that it's due, the trouble of mm -hmm. setting a deadline to it and then constantly moving it because <laughs> you didn't do it because it truly didn't have one. That's, I, I don't know how many times mm -hmm. I felt like I was rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic of projects, updating <laughs> due dates. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So if it's, a, if you're going to set a yeah. due date, 
Make sure it's a real one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, we're at our 20-minute mark, yeah, man. That one by a fact. So, that sure did. It really did. So, just to review quickly, I guess we talked about... Um, basically, this whole cast was on pay time activities versus no pay time activities, how to avoid time wasters. And we, we gave everybody the ACAS, an acronym where they can track their attempts to contact their actual contacts or calls that they made, their appointments that they had throughout the day, their sales. And then you gave us the expanded version, attempt, the, the A cashier. So attempt con and then contact, then appointment and then sales and then your helpful activities your interviews, your engagement that, that you perform. What was an example of engagement again? Trying to get someone to do something. <laughs> Reaching out to them and okay. get some get action somebody. going. Get them, get, get them out of their comfort Good. zone. Okay. So like, can you connect me to so-and-so? Yeah. So -and -so? yeah. You know, engaging them. Or do you know a person at XYZ? Or getting them to have a conversation uh, yeah. about a Something that may not be related, but uh, the sales prospect. But you know, you get to you get something going with them, interaction. Yeah. Okay. Invite them to another. All right. And then uh, referral activity. Ask for the referral. Well, I guess that the R would be the that would be yeah. the referral. Yeah. Who Who do you know that I should yeah. talk to next? <laughs> who do you know that I should talk to? Well, next? you're not buying. Who do you know All anyone right. who is? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's another good saying from the sales profession. Some will buy, some won't. So what? Next, yep. <laughs> don't get caught up in in the downward Time spiral of the nose because you need nose to get to yes, right? <laughs> Take out the head trash, right? Take out the head trash. All right, man. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks, thanks for the conversation, and look forward to the next one. All right, see you soon. All right. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.